Hello everyone, welcome to Women of the World, a podcast that helps guide you back to your true self. I'm your host, Shannon Sarusi, and today I'm speaking with Christina Sandwen. She's a psychedelic integration coach, and we're going to be delving into the topic of sexuality as well, and just how both of these things can really help guide you back to your true self. So let's dig in. Well, welcome to the show. The intention of this podcast is to help guide people back to their true selves. And I feel like you're a great person to have on because we're going to speak about psychedelics and how to integrate them in, you, in your life. And also what intrigued me about you was um, how you incorporate sexuality within this. So I'm very excited to hear your thoughts and your experiences with life. Um, so firstly, yeah, can you tell people a bit about what you do? Yeah, of course, I would love to. So yeah, I'm a psychedelic integration coach, which of course, then people are like, what is that? <laughs> and so essentially what I do, my background, I have my master's in social work. I've worked 10 plus years in the mental health field. Um, mm-hmm. And so kind of because of my own experience, I got interested in psychedelics. And so now what I specialize mm-hmm. in is supporting people kind of to prepare to use psychedelic substances so that they go in like with no fear they can get the most out of it or maybe not no fear but you Mm -hmm. know less fear (laughs) yeah 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 that they feel really really prepared for this experience that can be really big and then I help support Mm -hmm. them after to really make the most out of these kind of expansive experiences because I think you know a lot of people are starting to read about psychedelics and it sounds like this like magic pill um but what they don't realize is how much work um, goes into making changes in your life. Even if these openings are provided by psychedelics, um, it's Mm -hmm. so helpful to have someone to help you be accountable, to help you work through what the meaning was of the experience. Um, and Mm -hmm. so that's mainly what I do. I also support people kind of in other ways. Um, but I would say that's really the main one right now. Um, and yeah, I use, uh, sexuality is just one of many expanded states that we can access ourselves without taking anything. And I think one of the main focuses of my work is how we can use these states that are beyond our, you know, regular everyday consciousness, right. That we're talking in right Mm -hmm. now, um, to access deeper parts of ourselves. So that could be, you know, through sexual practices, meditation, dance, mm-hmm. sweat lodge, you know, anything that gets you yeah. to a flow state. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just seen over and over again how really, really, really impactful being able to get into those different states can be for mental health. And so that's kind of where the sexuality piece comes in is it's a really fun, <laughs> accessible yeah. way that we can integrate these like big type expansion experiences and still kind of access those deeper parts of ourself on a more regular basis. Um, because for those who aren't familiar with psychedelics, you know, they're not addictive. They're not, um, very harmful or anything if taken in a conscious way. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, of course you don't want to be taking something all of the time, you know, it's more just Mm -hmm. using these substances to access something that then we develop a relationship kind of ongoing with. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's kind of what, what I do these days. Um, and yeah, just to say it's, it's a really new field. Um, so I'm really happy to have right. conversations like this one. Cause I think people often have a lot of questions, you know? And I mean, I think when I really think about it, it started when I was a kid, you know, I was super sensitive. Um, 
And I kind of grew up in an environment where being sensitive wasn't super valued and being emotional wasn't super valued. So I definitely kind of had a rough go of it, I think, even from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And I think really where things, you know, and I got, you know, I went into the social work field. I was working with refugees, immigrants. I was doing kind of like really direct work. Um, mm-hmm. And I loved it. Um, but I think where things really shifted for me, I, um, moved to Costa Rica. I was doing some work there. Um, I was supporting an organization that was helping LGBTQ refugees. It was like, you know, um, some intense stuff, the other things weren't going great Mm -hmm. in my life. And so I kind of felt like, man, you know, just really lost. And I think in my experience, the support for depression and anxiety in our society is just not great. You know, um, Mm -hmm. we really haven't developed new treatments for um, depression in the last hundred years. You know, there are antidepressants um, and that's really supportive for some people. But of course, that means you're taking something sometimes for the rest of your life that can have different side effects. Um, And so I was kind of hesitant to go down that road. Of course, like really support people who are using antidepressants. But I was just kind of like, I'm on this borderline edge. Like, I don't know if that's worth it for me. And yeah, I'd never really, I'd heard of ayahuasca. I didn't really know what it was, but I was living Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, I was looking on Google maps and found an ayahuasca center near me. And I was kind of like, what is this? You know? And it was one of those kind of weird, like meant to be type things where I was just like, oh, I feel like this sounds really like what I'm looking for. Um, And for Uh those who aren't familiar with what ayahuasca is, it's a psychoactive tea. um, And you know, you can read about it online, but people have these really transformative experiences. Um, and so really long story short, that was a very, it was kind of a, an interesting experience because I didn't feel anything. We did three ceremonies. We mm-hmm. didn't feel anything. Didn't feel anything. Wait, what? You didn't feel anything? Nothing. And I was like, I what? am so broken. I like, am so beyond fixing. And it was really challenging. It like brought me up to like this deepest part of my shadow where I was just like, I am oh, so wow. like unworthy of healing. You know, there was like a woman orgasming all night next to me. Like someone was like rollerblading. <laughs> that was probably me. <laughs> totally. Like, I was like, what is wrong with me? And then the Whoa. third day, you know, the shaman, because um, you do ayahuasca at night, you know, sh- the shaman in the morning's giving kind of this talk about like, wow, you know, the healing. And I was like, okay, I give up, you know, and I just went back to my bed. And then there, as everyone left, I went into my, went into the journey so deep. And I was by myself, uh, <gasps> besides like a dog that was there and some guy who was asleep. Yeah. And so it was this wild experience and it was this really big spiritual awakening for me. Um, mm. And so from that, I just kind of realized like, wow, there is this deeper level that we can hit that is beyond what western medicine is even thinking about um that can really get to the root of these issues that can wake us up in ways that can transform our entire way of being and i think i felt you know i'm still really like i'm passionate about um yeah supporting um all of these you know as a social worker and all of that i think that work is amazing but i started to feel like I'm kind of moving people around on a board I didn't design, you know, like it's just kind of like I wanted to get to this deeper level of healing with people. 
Um, and I think the only last thing that's I'll say. That's such a beautiful way to put it, by the way. Totally. Like, that's really what it felt like. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I am not even positive that I'm helping here. And I think really mm. the best way to support someone is to wake them up. Like, for us to really, like, oh. recognize our true essence and true self. And so yeah the last caveat I had is for me and for a lot of people after I did ayahuasca things got much worse before they got better and I think that's why integration is so important because I've seen that a lot Mm -hmm. where a lot of stuff that you continue kind of purging from the ceremony um and even Mm -hmm. if it goes really well it can be really difficult to integrate in like quote-unquote regular life and so that's why I started getting really passionate about this idea of integration because I really wished that's mm-hmm. what I had. You know, I had this huge experience wow. and I had no one to talk to about it. And I think it was really tough. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think I'm just so passionate about this particular issue is because I lived through like how incredibly amazing and opening it can be and how incredibly mm-hmm. challenging it can be when we're in a, you know, if you're from, um, you know, I'm from the U.S. and it's like there's just not a lot of support around spiritual healing and conscious kind of um, types of healing modalities um, in a lot of communities. And so I think it's really important for us to kind of find each other and support each other on this path. Yeah, so it's part of the integrative process speaking about it. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a big, I mean, of course, to the extent that people can in their community safely, you know, and like not lose their job, you know, or or like there are a lot of things I think that are important Mm -hmm. to consider. But for me, it really was, you know, when I started doing Mm -hmm. this work, I was so anxious to tell my parents, I was anxious to put anything on social media, you know, people are going to think I'm using drugs or that I'm a total hippie who's lost my mind, you know. But I yeah. think more and more, I mean, it's like anything, the more and more you hear people's stories and you can connect to people who've done this type of work um, mm-hmm. and see, you know, there's incredible research going out there, you know, at least where um, where I'm at in California, you know, up north, Oregon just legalized medical psilocybin. Um, there are trials incredible. in the United States that are, um, you know, it's likely that... Uh, for PTSD, MDMA is going to be an approved treatment very soon. So times are mm-hmm. changing, but I think, yeah, a big part of it is like having conversations like this one that destigmatize these the use of psychedelics and kind of differentiate them from, you know, d- drugs that are addictive and that mm-hmm. have been lumped in with by the war on drugs, very, very different. You know, mushrooms aren't cocaine, you know. So yeah, for sure. But it's funny because you can also do mushrooms and abuse it, but you can also do mushrooms and respect it. Like with anything in life, isn't it? And like I tell a lot of people that I have been microdosing like with LSD in the past, which if anyone doesn't know, it's where you take like a very small amount of LSD or mushrooms over a period of like 10 weeks. It's like one day on, um, two days off, and it's just enough so you get like what I think is spiritual insights and it cuts through like all the bullshit of your conditioning and just shows you your true self. But when I tell people like, yeah, I've I've been microdosing for like 10 weeks, they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like you've been on LSD for like 10 weeks. It's like, no, that's not the reason why I'm doing it. Like I'm doing it for like, I'm doing it for the inner work. Like I'm doing it to know, like to really 
yeah just get back to my true self and you know you can do it in meditation and there's so many different ways that you can do it but for me it's something that I have a connection to so that's that's also yeah I just wanted to mention that so how does sexuality play into all this yeah so I think kind of going off what you were mentioning with microdosing right or using these substances is this idea of intentionality right that like Mm -hmm. psychedelics um or expanded states can kind of amplify what we're already feeling in our inner world and kind of what's happening in our outer world and Mm -hmm. so that can be really amazing but that's also why you've heard of people having these bad experiences or difficult experiences um And so certainly what I'm advocating for is, right, like more conscious use. And I think when people kind of recognize, um, man, this thing that is so taboo, so thought of as just this hippie dropout kind of like um, thing, they -hmm. have these experiences where it's just so conscious, it feels so, you know, potentially very spiritual, very aligning with the true self. I think it can mm-hmm. allow more spaciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's strange, you know, in some ways, I mean, at least in the U.S., it's like a culture that's so fascinated with sexuality, with people being super sexy, and, like, it's this very image-based culture. And yet um, there's a lot of porn addiction. There's a lot of people who are extremely unhappy in their sex life who are just kind of, like, patterning it off of what you think sex should be and mm-hmm. not really ever getting to a deeper more connected layer of sexuality of with themselves or with others right and so I see there being a really big connection there of like um yeah we've just been told a lot of crap about sexuality that isn't true mm. and you know even if you look at something like the orgasm gap you know most men when they're having sex are orgasming and actually most women aren't for example ultimately there's so much more to your life and your existence than you know your everyday I think that is probably yeah. one of the most healing parts of sexuality at least for me like oh wow that's <laughs> you know. so beautiful I feel like that can just be carried into all aspects of life as well absolutely yeah and I think that's the thing is that I try to remind my clients is, yeah, it's not just about the psychedelic experience and this is like the biggest thing that's ever happened and blah, blah. It's like every day is a journey. You know, every moment is kind of an opportunity to embody the person that we want to be, you know? And so psychedelics, I think, can help us recognize if we're using them more consciously that like, yeah, we can be more conscious and slow and intentional about every aspect of how we live and we're human so you know not all the time certainly but just more more yeah. the little you can kind of pick away at it I think um yeah that's just the most impactful um lesson I think I've got is just kind of slow down be present and mm. um certainly that relates well to sexuality too yeah that is just stunning because I was thinking to ask you like what could a listener do today even that could help them and like really just open up that new 
layer of like being connected with their sexuality would you say that it's being present yeah I think that's really kind of the best place to start is to recognize Mm -hmm. these ingrained patterns that operate in most of us where we're so in our head many of Mm -hmm. us live in societies where there's just such emphasis on doing 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 working like always kind of like being in that mode but that we're Mm -hmm. also human beings and there's something to just like slowing down and being present and just being in our body and I think Mm -hmm. especially with sexuality there's such a focus on orgasm that it's like this mind thing and like you're constantly just like Mm -hmm. chasing that feeling and a big Mm -hmm. part of more tantric sex practices is like with whoever you're with it can be a casual partner or like it doesn't have to be this like love of your life even but just like taking a moment to be present with each other slowing down Mm -hmm. certainly Mm -hmm. taking a moment and always kind of reminding ourselves to come back to the body is I think the biggest first step and can make a huge difference yeah what would you say are like the main blocks why people can't access that anyway yeah I think it's mostly like again the societal conditioning that kind of keeps us out of our body and then also trauma yeah. you know our bodies hold so much trauma there's so much sexual trauma in our society and mm-hmm. you know I think also when you think of porn it's like this visual thing that's outside of ourselves and it's not like when someone's watching porn they're generally very attuned to like their whole body to what's happening mm-hmm. um it's much more this like experience of just kind of like being outside of yourself and not to say that porn is always bad or anything like that yeah but I think when people use it very regularly I can Uh kind of take you outside of the experience of like being more deeply attuned to subtle changes in the body which is kind of a yeah a big part of the tantric experience is like being Mm -hmm. able to really um yeah, get much more sensitive in your body. And that's kind of what it's training you to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, even starting with massage or like little caresses and things like that, it's just kind of like warming up the body to be more online. Um, But yeah, not to really like, um, you know, there are so many ways to to work with the body and other ways too that I think can impact sexuality. Um, yeah. But, you know, The Body Keeps the Score is a really great book. There are a lot of resources, too, about how just, like, our bodies hold so much of our lives in them, and they have their own intelligence. And so mm-hmm. reconnecting with them can just be so impactful, um, I think, on wow, this healing journey. I love that. Yeah, it's so funny because we always try and escape the body, whether it's mm-hmm. through, like you know alcohol or whatever or even like daydreaming sometimes it's like actually the more we get in our body the more magic it is it's so true it's our portal to the present moment you know like your body is always Mm. here and so you can kind of like get in touch with your breath like remember you're in your body feel your Mm -hmm. seat you know your feet on the floor it's just a really helpful way I think to be in the present moment um, yeah, you know. that's so beautiful. Have you got any experience you'd like to share about, like maybe, like a tantric experience that, like, has just been like really beautiful, or just you like really owning your sexuality? Yeah, sure. So I, um, 
I think one of the best things that like people can know about this is like you don't even need a partner. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is also about, you know, and my recommendation would be to start with conscious self-pleasuring, you know, like before you're trying to figure this all out with someone else, which can take a lot more energy and like confusing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think a big experience that people can have is rather than like we kind of can get into like grooves of self-pleasuring that just, I mean, again, not a bad thing. But the idea is kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, be able to choose. Like, do you want a nice cookie with yourself or do you want something else? Do you want to orgasm in different ways? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think the most impactful work actually has been work on my own, where I'm like slow with myself and I'm kind of like making love to myself, which again sounds oh, I love a little out there for people most of the time. Yeah. But it's like, how do you expect to really be able to tap into that space if you don't really know that space within yourself? Like, I think it really does. Wow. And so a lot about that is just like lighting candles, setting a nice container, like treating yourself good, you know, get some strawberries, like do whatever you want to kind of like get yourself in that mode, but that it's more Mm -hmm. about like involving the whole body and it doesn't even have to include orgasm. Mm. So how has your relationship with your body changed since you even got started with all this? Yeah, it's changed a lot. So I had an eating disorder. I I think I was not in my body really. Like I was pretty disassociated because I was really sensitive. And I think, yeah, I just got a lot of like messages about that not being okay. So I think I just kind of like kept out of my body a lot um right and I also have chronic pain and so you know there's a lot of like my body is I've had a complicated relationship with it but I think the Mm -hmm. big the biggest lesson is that Mm -hmm. when you're missing out on your body and you're not really in it you're missing out on so much of your intelligence and of who you are like the body really does have its own kind of sense about it and I feel yeah. just like, yeah, a lot more aligned with my intuition and deeper parts of myself because I think, you know, if we need our minds, our minds are wonderful tools, but they're not all that we are. You know, we aren't just our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my experience, it's just there's something deeper. And I think the body is really an amazing way to yeah. get in touch with that. And that's really been my experience is over time you know, again, it's not immediate. This is a journey, you know, I'm sure it's going to be a lifelong journey for me and my body. Mm -hmm. But just the more and more that I can just be with myself and be with my body. um, Yeah, I just feel so much more connected to life itself and to who I am. And so I think it's well worth, you know, all of that work. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny because anyone who's listening to like all these episodes will notice that during some of the episodes, I start to feel like naturally high whenever someone's talking and it's something that I resonate with and I'm like, just need to like breathe through it. But it's so true. Mm -hmm. What you say about the body, like, and it's just so special. Like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like it's really such a big lesson for people to know that the pain is kind of like, for example, me, when I had anxiety, like growing up for years and years and years, it was so painful because I was outside of my body. But like coming back into my body has been the most blissful thing 
ever. And I just would love to be able to like hand that key to other people and be like, this is what you've got to do, you know? <laughs> that's that's, right, it. that's right. it, that's it. Yeah, totally. just go back in, go back in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. I and I think, you know, not to say that it's always easy. Again, like her body stores mm. a lot of trauma, a lot of memories, a lot of, yeah, just kind of discomfort. But I think what I've deeply recognized in this life is like the only way out is through, you know, like it's like we can't oh, just like, yes. you know, like push it away and like say it's not oh. there. Like the only way to get to the other side of who we are is to work through all those feelings. And that's the scariest yeah. part of the self journey. But it's also the most worthwhile because that's sort of where you are able to embark on your own hero's journey and kind of see what that, you know, as scary as our emotions can be, you can hold them, you're big enough to. And so, yeah, it's been very, you know, it's an up and down journey, but I think a yeah. lot of the self-work brings you deeper into the body. Um, and yeah, it's incredible what you'll find there, I think. Mm. I'm just, I just feel very thankful to have you on the podcast actually, because it's just a space where like, all this can come out I don't know I just I just feel very thankful that it's there mm -hmm. so yeah thank you thank you for coming on mm -hmm. is there anything that you wish that I would have asked you along the topics of psychedelic integration and um sexuality let me think I mean we covered it and I'm so grateful to be here too and have this conversation um but yeah I think just to say that like um, I think a really grounded approach is important too. You know, it's like, these are kind of woo woo topics and a lot of people, yeah, it can be feel intimidating or weird. Um, but yeah, just to, I do feel like a big part of our work here as humans is to actually live this human life, you know, not bypass, not just like always be, you know, in bliss and all of that to like experience the duality of being a human, which includes suffering mm -hmm. awkwardness like bad sex yeah. good sex joy you know that's what being <laughs> yeah. human is it's experience we're here to experience everything and so I mm -hmm. think for those who feel really intimidated or like not sure where to start um I'm always really happy to be a resource because I think mm -hmm. yeah I'm I work with a lot of people who are maybe more experienced in these realms but a lot of people who are new as well and there's never any mm -hmm. pressure to use psychedelics or to, you know, have tantric sex. It's all, everyone's journey is so different, but I think it's really mm -hmm. important to recognize that um, you are your own inner healing intelligence and all of these things are here to kind of support you. And, and um, but ultimately we're all our own guide and our own discernment. And so I think there are a lot of people I meet who are kind of like, there's gotta be more to life than this. There's gotta be more to healing than this. Like, what am I missing? And I would just offer that, like, follow that. And wherever it takes mm. you, I, I really trust, but it's certainly like wow. my, in my own journey, it really took me here of recognizing that, um, yeah, what psychedelics, what sexuality, um, what working with expanded states has given me is just this really deep sense of meaning 
of belonging, right. of, of a sense of truth. Um, and yeah, we all have our own ways, but these, you know, just because they're not mainstream yet <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't mean yeah. that, um, yeah, you can't just stick a little toe in. So I'm always really happy to support people who are just kind of like, can you explain even what a psychedelic is, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think it's beautiful that like the more and more, like you said, we talk about our stories, I think the more the healing will, will spread. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. And you have such a beautiful non-judgmental approach as well. Like even when we were speaking before about um, mental health and how some people take antidepressants and you're like, you know, you support, you support whatever people choose. I just think that's so nice to hear. Um, so where can people connect with you on social media? Yeah. So I would love to connect with, yeah, anyone who wants to learn more. Um, so my website is christinasandwin.com. You can find me at mm-hmm. Christina underscore Sanwin underscore coaching on Instagram. I'm a really long one. And then on Facebook, <laughs> I have a free community, which is called Psychedelics, Sacred Sex and Self-Love. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in there, it's still kind of, um, I'm building it up now, but I'm starting to do interviews with people in the psychedelic field, um, sexuality mm-hmm. fields. Um we talk a lot about just the self-love journey um, and yeah, it's a beautiful place to connect to some really nice people on the internet. So super encourage people to find me uh, there as well. Yeah, I'll post everything in the show notes, but also I'm excited to go in that group and check it out and see what content you're posting. Amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. It was amazing to meet you as well and just infinite gratitude for all of the amazing oh. women that were connecting through this. So just, yeah, so happy to be here.